This episode is brought to you by Hedgehog Health. The Hoglet by Hedgehog Health is one of the coolest sensory tools I've seen in a very long time. My youngest absolutely loves his Hoglet. The Hoglet was created by a special education teacher to appeal to autistic people, people with ADHD and other sensory seeking learners, as well as people who just love to fidget. The Hoglet is a plug and play wireless computer mouse with a specially made silicone cover. The Hoglet is covered in tiny nubs, kind of mimicking the look of, well, a hedgehog. The cover provides satisfying tactile sensory input, which many sensory seekers benefit from. It's perfect for classrooms, computer labs, working from home, or just bringing color and fidget fun to cubicles everywhere. The Hoglet is made of food grade silicone. It's durable, easy to clean, fun to use, and comes in five vibrant colors. For more information, you can click the link in the show notes or visit Amazon and search Hoglet Computer Mouse. That's H-O-G-L-E-T. Use the promo code AUTISMDAD1 and you'll get two free Hoglet fidget keychains. That's a $15 value, absolutely free. Welcome to the Autism Dad Podcast. I'm Rob Gorski. This show is inspired by my own personal journey as a full-time single dad raising three autistic kids. It's all about special needs parenting, the challenges we face every single day, as well as some of the things we have to learn to navigate along the way. This season, we're going to put a major focus on empowering and educating parents. We're going to talk all about building a community of support around your family, the importance of self-care, as well as connecting with services and resources that are vital when it comes to raising a child with special needs. So be sure to check us out at listen.theautismdad.com, subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. On this week's episode of the Autism Dad podcast, I have got... A really, really fun interview uh, for you guys. I had such a good time recording this. And before we get into that, I just want to remind you guys, for those who don't know, uh, I spent a week recently in Greenville, South Carolina at the Converge Autism Summit to put on by Springbrook Autism Behavioral Health. And I was invited there in 2022 and I went and I was invited back uh, this year and uh, I brought Emmett with me this time. So it was a very, very cool experience. Um, he had he had such a good time and, and he was like this little social butterfly. He was going around meeting everybody and, and making friends everywhere he went. It was it was as a father, it was really cool to see him kind of come out of his shell and get to interact in these social environments that he doesn't normally I guess have access to, right? And I got to kind of see him shine and it was just it, it was really cool. Uh, two of the people that we met while we were down there are Tara Reynolds and Lauren Flack. Tara is from Peace, Love, and Autism, and Lauren is from the Channing's Joy Foundation. And uh, they're both autism moms. And, you know, I got to learn a little bit about their story while we were there and uh, what their journey was like and, and what they're doing both with Peace, Love, and Autism and the Channing's Joy Foundation. They're doing a lot of really positive things for the community. And uh, they were so good with Emmett. It, it, it was just, it was so, it was such a cool experience for me. And I'm so grateful uh, to both of you for, for the kindness that you, you showed him. Um, but we sat down and we had a conversation about what their journey uh, has been and what their story is and, and all those things that we like to talk about on the show because I think it helps when we hear uh, from other parents and what they've been through and the process they go through towards acceptance and, and kind of moving on um, after receiving a diagnosis, okay? So the audio quality is a little bit iffy just because it was in person and it was in a really bad room and uh, there's only so much I could do, right? But the content is just amazing and it was too good to not share with you guys. So thank you all so much for taking the time to tune in. I really appreciate it and I hope you enjoy the interview. All right. Thank you both for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, could you start out and just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and why you're here? Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so my name is Lauren Flack. I am the founder of the Channing's Joy Foundation. It is a new foundation that I just started um, September of 2022. Um, to raise money for families with children with autism to receive therapies, just financial relief, um, whatever they may need, just a super easy way to get some funds and get some help. 
Um, so I actually sell T-shirts on my website, ChainingsJoy.com. Um, and in addition to the T-shirts, I do some autism moms meetups and just all sorts of community events to try and get the word out about Channing's Joy. Um, it's in honor of my son, Channing. <laughs> um, he is six and he was diagnosed with autism when he was two. Um, he's currently non-speaking, but he uses a um, AAC device to communicate and is doing phenomenal with that. Um, and the foundation has really just been a way for me to feel like I had a purpose in this journey. Um, besides being mom, um, I'm able to connect with other people, but I'm also able to help other families. And that has just, that's just been amazing. It's like therapy. Um, it is. It is. He's in therapy. And now I'm in therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's been great. And uh, it's, it's already grown beyond what I originally imagined, um, but I can't wait to see where it goes in the future because I really just want to touch and help as many families as we possibly can. And all of it, like you said, is therapy for me. So it's all helping me too. So I'm not only helping others, but helping myself feel like I have a place and it's all in my son's name, which is just icing on the cake. Very cool. You have to follow that up. Sorry. I know. I'm so, I, okay. Well, bear, bear with, bear with me. You, you know, I have to follow Lauren's, uh, story and amazing mission, but my name is Tara. I, um, have a shop called peace, love autism on Instagram. My name is peace, love autism. Um, and I have a almost six year old son named Robbie. I, I'm on the podcast with Rob, so I'm going to try very hard to call him Rob. I respond to both because <laughs> <laughs> my grandma always called me Robbie. But that's yeah. okay. You're Rob now. I'm, yeah. You're you're Rob, and my son is Robbie during this conversation to not confuse any of your listeners or, or me. you. <laughs> Probably more me. <laughs> but he was diagnosed uh, with autism. February 2019. And I just found myself in this like despair. It was just a bunch of grief and depression. And I was alone. I didn't know anyone on a similar journey as me. I didn't know anything about autism. And so what does everyone do when they need to like explore and discover and learn? They go to social media. Mm -hmm. um, upon like my search on Instagram, which is like the main platform, I like to just like you know, peruse through and surf through. I just didn't find anyone that was really like someone that I needed to give me a glimpse into my future to say like, I am living the same parenting journey as you are and everything's going to be okay. Like autism, uh, you know, is not scary. The future is bright. I'm smiling. Hi. Um, so I decided to just like start documenting my journey and kind of going through the motions of, you know, what I was feeling and how I was approaching this new parenting journey, because I have an almost 13 year old neurotypical son that I, you know, that was, I was a parent to him for seven years and that's a completely different ballgame. I was going to ask you about that. Mm -hmm. when, when you, when you have, what, what is it like for you? Because it's all, it's, it's all about balance, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to find that balance. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right. I mean, I, I don't have experience with neurotypical kids necessarily, mm -hmm. uh, but I can imagine what, like it doesn't necessarily prepare you for no. raising an autistic child. I always say this, every, everyone who's around me will be like, okay, Tara, we know you unlearn, but that is my approach to life at this point. I've had to unlearn a lot of things and relearn. And it was like a rebirth in my, in my parenting after, um, Rob was diagnosed because I didn't know how to parent, um, a neurodivergent child. And so it was really hard for me. I just had all these expectations. I was ready to just have like Henry 2.0 mm. <laughs> and, you know, so that was a big adjustment. So 
Anyway, I, you know, took to sharing my journey there on Instagram and I also have, you know, a skill set and a passion for, I hate to use this phrase, fashion. Um, So I, doesn't that bother you, passion for fashion? I don't know. (laughs) But you do have a passion for fashion. I do have a passion for fashion. (laughs) Yeah. It rhymes. It rhymes. good. But I wanted to really just kind of like activate that side of myself and, and give myself what I call, call now a passion project. And so I, I would go and try to find like cute t-shirts, just kind of like spread awareness and and all of that and came up with a lot of primary colors in my searches, you know, autism is my superpower kind of stuff with like cartoon characters. And I was like, I really want to create something that people think is so cool, so stylish that they want to wear, that I want to wear and that others would want to wear like year round. Like that's Mm -hmm. what they reach for in their closet. And so in December 2020, Peace Love Autism, the store was born. And I feel like <laughs> that's okay. We've just been kind of, I've just been kind of iterating on it since. And um, yeah, that's that's the the short but long version. <laughs> we should have Emmett be a bouncer at the door. We should. <laughs> She's nice, though. So. Not Emmett. <laughs> Everybody, and they feel so bad when they walk in. You know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just kidding. You're fine. Doesn't <laughs> he's like, should I? No, you're good. You're good. Um, okay, and so you guys have only really like known each other for a very short period of time compared to what it seems like to the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, so we met on Instagram about a year ago, uh, maybe a little bit more than a year ago. We're following. We were following each other, then started messaging, then planned a time to get together to meet up with two other moms. Mm -hmm. And we met in person and we were scared it could be a disaster. She could be weird. I'm totally normal. Tara could be weird. Yeah. (laughs) But it turns out that that I'm the the weird one and Tara's the normal one. (laughs) Um, But no, then we really hit it off in person. And now we've just planned random times to meet up when we can, but we talk every single day. Every day. Voice every memos, day. though. Yeah. So That's we feel like, our- like we've known each other forever. We match each other's vibe. We're each other's hype girl. Mm-hmm. And we want to encourage other people to find a connection like we've found. Because yeah, it's, it's truly saved both of us, I feel like. Yeah. We all, you know... I, community changes lives. It also saves lives. I think it, for us, when we found each other, it kind of was that missing link to, I don't know, just feeling like, okay, we've got this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also nice too, because we have a very similar, um, like passion and, and, you know, Lauren has a foundation, you know, mine's a store, but we, we've been able to collaborate together and really just kind of hype each other up with what we're doing. And it, and it just naturally occurs, you know, it's very organic and authentic. Yeah. And a portion of proceeds from Peace Love Autism goes to Channing's Joy. So we, we truly, I, I've got tears in my eyes. I don't know oh why. <laughs> like I have to tell people that because they can't see that I'm like getting emotional <laughs> about this. But um, I'm also a million months pregnant. So there's that. A million months. Yeah. And I wonder if your listeners are like, who's talking right now? I mean, I know Lauren has a thicker accent, but still, I feel like I you, they'll you, know. You don't even have an accent. I, I don't hear an accent. That's no. Okay, that's, they'll know, Tara. Don't worry. <laughs> they'll know. This is Lauren, by the way. She's from North Carolina, obviously. Well, that, that's why I asked you yesterday if you were if you were born and raised in Texas, mm-hmm. because I didn't pick up an yeah, accent. Yeah, I mean, really, though, like in Houston, we don't have a lot of twang, like at least where I was born and raised, um, there's not a lot of twang. Um, but when I get, when I am around people, like when I lived in Pittsburgh, I, everyone was like, you got really? a little twang. Uh-huh. She'll start getting it with me too. When we start <laughs> going back and forth, she'll, she'll get an accent going. She's like a news anchor. <laughs> she has a very good, you know, like speaking like cadence, voice. Yeah. It's my yeah. corporate voice. But then she can, she can turn it on. She can do a killer. I heard, I heard a couple of y'alls. Oh yeah, that, mm-hmm. those snuck out earlier. Yeah, I did hear especially that. if she's been talking to me a lot, she'll she'll get it going. Mm-hmm. 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 So you had mentioned, and w- when we were on the panel yesterday, um, we were talking. They asked one of the questions was like, how, like, has has social media been a positive 
like how, how has it really helped you? And you mentioned that it kind of saved you, you feel like. Mm-hmm. Do you do you find that it's like it's harder to like make those connections in real life? Not that this isn't real life. I mean, because obviously yeah. you guys know each other, but like, do you know, do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. And it's so interesting that you say that because, you know, while Lauren has like her autism mom meetups and she's really out in like in her local like community, I am not. I um, you know, don't have like an autism mom or a mom that's on a similar parenting journey um, as me that I've met, you know, in my local community and that I've really like started a, 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 a great friendship with. But I feel so um, content with what I have now. Um, but, you know, I do... I do believe that there is power in really kind of getting connected into the community in which you live in. So that's something that I, I, she's very extroverted. Like she like loves to get out and meet people. And I feel like I'm very, very much like both of those things. I know there's like a term for it. Introverted extrovert. Yeah. So I like, I love to be home. I don't like to, I, you know, plan a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) because you know you get anxiety I get anxiety about it yeah and and you know that so anyway it it has changed my life because I was able to you know really (laughs) vet Lauren before I gave my energy to a friendship like this yeah you were able to do you at your comfort level yeah and you know and that's what's great about social media is you can engage if you want to engage and not if you don't want to. So mm-hmm. it makes it because um, I'm kind of the same way with not. Well, I mean, I could talk to a brick wall, but <laughs> yes, I'm like, oh, do I actually I might be lying. Um, but I, I can see it because sometimes <laughs> if I'm in a certain mood, I might not want to be like crazy hyped up if I've if I've had like a rough day or something like that and that's what's nice about social media you can be like okay I'm gonna take a break from this I'm gonna step back I'm not gonna be all in mm-hmm. um but then when you want to be you can so you can kind of you know decide how how you're feeling and that's what you were able to do with mm-hmm. being able to you know give of yourself at your yeah because comfort level because now that we are close like I talk to her every day and that's a lot. It it doesn't feel like I'm giving that energy, but I choose to get it, to give it. And I give, she gives that back to me as well. It's reciprocated. It's very Mm -hmm. much reciprocated. Yeah. Um, so, so it's not, it's not, it's not draining necessarily. It's, Mm -hmm. uh, feel like you can feel each other sort of. Mm -hmm. And I think what's also been so great is knowing that whenever I explain, like say Channing had a hard day and I explain a situation to her, she's going to come back and say exactly what I need to hear because it's going to be, yeah, that sucks. Mm -hmm. I hate that you had that day. Yeah. She's not going to try and sugarcoat it. Like, you know, some people that might not be in our situations, they'll be like, well, what about this? Which is great. And I I appreciate that too, because, you know, you don't always know, but, you know, I know I can just vent and just have a person to sound off of. And all she needs to say back is, Yup. Hate that for you. Like I've been there. I know exactly what you mean. And I know that she really does know what I mean. There's, <laughs> there's something really powerful. I think about being able to connect with someone on that level, be, because when you don't have that in your life, you're hesitant to open up about what you're experiencing because whether it's judgment or people, they just, like, they just don't get it. It's not mm-hmm. something that's easy to really understand. And when you, when you have that, you can just kind of not dump, but you know what I mean? Like you can just download all that Mm -hmm. and you don't have to explain yourself. You don't get a million questions. They don't try and like, um, put a positive spin on it. They just, because sometimes that makes it so much worse because it almost invalidates a little bit what you're feeling Yes, Yes. because sometimes you just, it just sucks. Yeah. And you just want to be able to say that there's nothing that anybody's going to say or do to make it better. You Mm -hmm. just need to kind of, 
have that validated and then you work through it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're not looking good. for a solution a lot of times. No. We're just looking to say how we're feeling. Mm-hmm. And somebody just hear it. And if they've experienced it too, then it's almost like just that knowing you're not alone is nice too. Mm-hmm. Now, do you guys, you're both married. Yes. How, how, like, do you, what, I, what I have found uh, from other dads is that it's it's really hard for other dads to connect because it's there. There's I don't know. There's like this, and, and more dads are talking now than what they were before. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't know like what what your experience with with that has been. So my husband, um, we've been married for 13 years. And he is the most positive person I have ever met, which is great for me in this, you know, life because sometimes I want to be negative and he can put a positive spin on anything. But I feel like he's so it's maybe it's because women are so much more emotional than men that sometimes I feel like he's. I don't want to say like I think he's and because he's a lot like John. He they want to protect us. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. They he is always putting on such a brave front mm-hmm. about everything because I think he wants to be. He doesn't want me to ever see that he's sad or upset or, um, you know anxious about anything because he wants to maintain this brave face for me. He wants you to always feel safe and like yes. everything is going to be okay. I, yes. I, I get that. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a lot of dads mm-hmm. do that. And it's interesting because I started interviewing um, moms and then the dads and you get the same, it's the same journey, right? But you have a, there's like a whole different perspective mm-hmm. and it's really interesting to see how just in the roles that we play, like how different we experience things. And, and I think you're right. I was just talking to a mom who was talking about, uh, I can't remember who it was now, but he was, her husband was just like organizing her shoes and it was driving her crazy because like she was just, he was just color coding everything and like organizing her shoes. And she, she was just kind of letting him do it. But what it turned out to be was that like, he just didn't know what else to do, you know? And he knew that that was important to her. So he was trying to find some way of being supportive. Mm -hmm. And, and it's just, it's, it's interesting to get those perspectives because you just don't, sometimes you don't see it. You're just too, too close to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. John is a lot like Chad um, in, in the same sense where he never has come to me and been like, I'm so sad about this diagnosis. I am so sad that, um, you know, because at the beginning, right, when naturally you you kind of grieve and Mm -hmm. you you plan for a journey you weren't ready to go down. I mean, I call it a new frontier. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like he just really approached it um, positively. And I know he internalized a lot of emotions to protect me. But I, I know that like Chad and John, that is not like every uh, husband's or, you know, father's experience because um, I've spoken to a lot of moms offline, like in my DMs and stuff, whose husbands have a, are having a really hard time with it or they're in denial um, or they don't want to learn new ways to support or affirm their child who, you know, is autistic and um, they want them to, you know, do the things that they were supposed to, to do. <laughs> you can't take Emmett anywhere. <laughs> Emmett, <laughs> we want in on the joke. Emmett. Yeah, what is the joke, Emmett? What is the joke? He's, what are you watching, like TikTok or something? <laughs> he cracks himself up all the time. The I can hear him. I can hear <laughs> <laughs> I, I can hear him. He'll be on the first floor. And I can hear him just cracking up. He was, when he was a little kid, it was like this belly laugh that he would just go on and on and on and on and on. It was like, I could just listen to that all day. Now Mm -hmm. it's like, oh my God, not right now. 
<laughs> time and a place, Emmett. Time and a place. Uh, <laughs> he just can't help himself. Though, so. no, let it out. No, we, we'd rather out. the laughs than anything else. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Um, I, I wanted to ask you this too because I feel like you both kind of have the same approach. And when you were going through the clicking, Emmett, it's, it's going to. Oh. Um, when you received the diagnosis and you mentioned like that grief period, you made like a conscious choice. It, it seems like to, to, to view it in a different way. Like you had, to, you had to find your way to get there, but, but you've chosen to be very positive about everything. And I was just wondering like, how do you do that? Because I think a lot of people really want to do that. And it's just, sometimes they get stuck in that, in that grief. Can I, I, I would love to, to say what I do. And that is, I feel my feelings and I am not my feelings. Um, I'm not my emotions, but I need to honor them. So whenever the grief doesn't stop, you know, we have those paper cut moments where something happens and oh, ouch, that stings. Okay. The, it's the paper cut still there. But what I, what I do is I allow myself to cry if I need to, or if I need to vent, whatever I need to do to release the emotion that has um, surprised me that day, especially in the beginning, mm-hmm. the grief, um, I have to, you know, allow myself to, to move through that emotion. And then I, it's a mental exercise to not stay in the dark place is what um, I call it. So um, I think by doing that, um, getting out of that dark place, and I have to release through, you know, some sort of, of, of way of, you know, whether it be writing something or making a, a reel that Lauren kind of um, li- labeled earlier as poetry for us. It's, it feels like poetry. Mm, okay. Um, so that's like a form of art, um, you know, a expression, creative release. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's kind of how, how I, I, I navigate through it, but also knowing that there's so many others going through the same thing as us and I'm not alone. And I think that's what really helps. Mm-hmm. It's like that, 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 that touchstone of, Hey, I'm not alone. Like, you know? Yeah. So it actually took me a full year after Channing's diagnosis before I even shared, um, his diagnosis. I very much, I was sad. I was grieving. I was uneducated about autism. I, um, I was never in a denial phase because I loved my son and I, the autism diagnosis didn't break me. It was more just, okay, what is my plan? What do we do? What, what avenues do we take? What therapies do we do? So I, I needed to educate myself first on kind of what this journey was going to look like. Um, And I mean, obviously there's no crystal ball, so you wouldn't know, but I just wasn't prepared to share with the world. Um, And then on the year anniversary of his diagnosis, which was August 27th, 2018, I shared a blog post that I wrote um, I cried the whole time I wrote the blog post, but I called the post Our Story, and um, I just told people, I'm getting upset talking about it, <laughs> but I told people, I just told them our truth. I told them what, because I felt like I was hiding it, mm. um, which I, I I wasn't embarrassed by any means or any stretch, um, but I didn't feel like, I mean, I just wasn't telling people. And I didn't know why I wasn't telling them, but I needed time for myself to... You need to find your footing. Yes. Yeah. I needed to get my get out all of my grief, all of my sadness. And I mean, I did not get it all out by any means. <laughs> you know, it's still coming out. <laughs> but um, I wasn't in the place that I am now. Mm-hmm. And I shared our story and I had no idea how people would respond. Um, and really, you know, at that time, there wasn't like a following or anything like that. But it was more just friends and family and 
you know, what are what are people going to say? And so many people were just like, thank you for sharing this with us. Like, this is beautiful. We we love to hear this. We can't wait to follow the It was so positive. Oh, yeah. Um, and I wasn't expecting that. I don't know what I was expecting, but the outpouring of support was just amazing. And so that just gave me encouragement to keep sharing. And I felt like the at first I was doing a lot of blog posts, like writing, and the writing was my therapy. Like it was getting it all out there because mm-hmm. I'm normally a lot better with writing than I am with speaking because <laughs> I just are. kind of blah, 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 blah. Um, but I'm able to type like that. So it was, it was just nice and therapeutic. And then um, slowly I've just started to learn to share more and more because every time I share, it really, it's been helping me um, to be more positive and to see more positives. Cause a lot of times when I would first go into writing the blog post, it was because I was sad. And by the end of the blog, I'm like, Oh, it's that relief. I'm happy now. Like I've realized. I could totally relate to that. Uh huh. This episode is brought to you by mightier. Mightier is a biofeedback-based video game platform that teaches kids to emotionally self-regulate. This leads to a significant reduction in meltdowns and parental stress. It's backed by science out of Harvard Medical and Boston Children's and has helped over 100,000 kids. For more information, visit theautismdad.com forward slash mightier. That's theautismdad.com forward slash M-I-G-H-T-I-E-R and use the code theautismdad22 to save 10%. I, I would when I started out a uh, long time ago, the 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 writing was therapy for me because like I could write it and then I could not carry it with me anymore. And and so there was like that whether it was symbolism or w- whatever, whatever magic happens in that process, you're able to not carry it with you. So you're not burdened by all of those feelings and all those emotions. And um, like like you had said about the uh like feeling the emotions like i think so many parents feel guilty when they experience those emotions like parent i mean you're it's you're you're allowed to be frustrated with your kid you're allowed to be upset you're allowed to be whatever you are you can feel whatever you feel it's how we deal with those feelings that matters more than what we're actually feeling right and Mm -hmm. when we don't embrace that and and we and we try and like deny those emotions then it just festers right and it becomes toxic and then it then it affects what you're able to give to your kids and it affects how you feel about everything you know and so i think it's i think it's really positive the way that you're choosing to to do that and i know that it's not it's not easy all the time i was going to say we're, i'm not it doesn't happen you know perfectly like that every time there are a lot of days where I feel upset and I don't just allow myself to go through the emotions that I know are the healthiest route for me to take. I, I feel bad for myself and I am frustrated and I don't feel like, you know, working through it. I just want to be pissed. (laughs) Um, but I've found that when that happens, it carries over into my parenting Mm -hmm. and I, and Rob notices when I'm not as affirming and just, you know, joyful and just willing um, and, and, you know, wanting to let him lead whatever, whatever, you know, we're doing that day. Um, And what I mean by that is, you know, emotionally, like, if we're, you know, if we're having, if we're not able to go to the grocery store, that's okay. You know, it's, it's fine. But there are some days where it's like, I just want to go to the grocery store and we can't because this is hard for him right now. And this makes me upset. But on the days when I am mentally checked in, it's like, it's okay. <laughs> you know, we mm-hmm. have grocery delivery and we tried and this is not right for Rob today. So I just kind of wanted to put that out there that it doesn't happen. Oh yeah. Beautifully. It, it, <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's, it's not a, it's, it's a process. Yeah. And every situation is different. Every day is different and it's kind of an ebb and flow. And I, I think one of the things that I learned was that 
progress or, or moving forward and finding that path, it's not always linear, right? So like sometimes it's not just a straight line and it's hard. It's hard. It's really easy to get swallowed up in that darkness, mm-hmm. that, that despair and that depression, you know, cause like I, I was, I hit a really bad burnout, I think starting back in November and it was like, I just hit a wall. Mm-hmm. and I just shut down. I had to, I couldn't function. Like it was, it was just, it was bad. And I, I like, you can mask it for a while, mm-hmm. but then it just reaches a point where you just, you just can't. Oh, you're learning this for the first time. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you good dad? <laughs> <laughs> He's constantly asking me if I'm okay. Like constantly. Oh, Emmett. And I, I didn't, I didn't, because you guys worry. And so like, I try to, you try to not let them experience what you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I've really focused on refocused on is like self-care because it's so important, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think I've never been someone that I always tell you like not to look behind you. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think for parents like us, I think it's important that we do not to dwell on anything or relive, you know, bad memories or whatever, but, the only way that we can sometimes gauge our progress is to look back and see where we were compared to where we are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if more people would, would do that, you can, you can see, you know, maybe today didn't work out, but I mean, we went to the grocery store last week and it was fine. And like, we haven't been able to do that in months mm-hmm. or you can, you can be, you become more aware of those little victories yeah. as, as you're going, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's one of the things my husband is really good at. Um, we would get along well. Yes. He <laughs> will constantly, I'm like, oh, we couldn't do this. And he's like, but remember when we did this? And I mean, I always say he farts rainbows because he will literally, <laughs> you know, he's just always trying to put that positive spin. But it's it, that is so true. Like when you do look back and you think, oh, well, you know, maybe we weren't able to do that this time, but we've done this before and this was a huge win. And I just always am trying to focus on the joy because when I focus on that, I see that there's so much more joy than there is sadness mm-hmm. or hard times. And, you know, it's, it's it, perspective. Really? It is. It, it is easy to lose perspective, I think. And, um, it, it does take, it's a conscious, I think, effort. It's a, it's a, it's a deliberate process to try and not lose focus on that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for parents who are maybe going through that process now or who feel like that, that despair because like it just, just happened and they are overwhelmed and they don't like, they don't know what to do, you know, like how, what would you what would you tell them? I always think about my child and how he is so happy. He doesn't know any differently than like who he is and what he is. And I mean, he is perfect. And I always am like, just don't think about all of these what ifs and future talks and the the unknown, the things you cannot control because it's only going to bring you down. Like I've, I've focused on what I can control and my son's happiness. And when he is happy, like everything's right in the world. And it's just a beautiful thing whenever I'm able to take away all of the questions and the the unknowns because I really can't control them anyway. So why am I going to spend my time focusing on that? And if you are in like that deep, dark place, you know, take your time, do what you need to do, but get out of there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's, there's no joy to be found in that place. Um, there, you, you got to heal and, you got to be a parent to your child. They're, they're the the most important thing. So sometimes I feel like I just want to remember that 
they they're so beautiful and happy and mm. i mean I, I should be that too <laughs> right well and it's just like unbridled joy right right because you know i think gavin's like that gavin of all of you guys talking to emmett all of you guys all of my kids like gavin is just happy all the time doesn't matter what he's doing what are you doing Oh no! I was just, I was just. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh come on, Emmett. Give me that mic. <laughs> you hate it when I don't talk into the mic when you do this sort of button. Okay. So. Emmett wants to talk into the mic. There you go. <laughs> it wasn't a question. Oh. That's why I didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> I, I, was, I was just saying that, like, Gavin is that. He he's of the three of you. He is just happy like his default setting is happy doesn't matter what's going on doesn't matter whatever he just has a smile on his face and like i don't know how to, i don't know how to be that way I, th I think that takes a that's a skill set you know but uh yeah and what was your well i guess you know my advice would be you know a lot of my goal or my wish i would say is i just want rob to be happy i want him to live a good life um, and that starts at home. If Rob sees me unhappy, Robbie, not you, Rob, <laughs> if Robbie sees me unhappy, um, it, it, he's going to feed off of that energy. It's like symbiotic. Exactly. Yeah. I think he, my son specifically, and I think a lot of our kids, but this, my experience, I think he is just so connected to me emotionally. Mm -hmm. And when he sees that I'm upset or frustrated or, you know, in the midst of like grieving and that can just look like very quiet and low energy, he kind of feeds off of that. Hug. He's, hug. Yeah. He'll hug. tell me when he sees me upset, hug. Um, and so I think that's my biggest piece of advice is, you know, show up for your child the the, the way you want them to be. And that I think every parent's wish is just happy, no matter what that looks like. Um, I think another just like quick piece of advice that I would give is throw out the, the rule book on how to connect or engage with your child um, from what you've seen or, or what you, you know. If you wanna connect with your child, especially one who is non-speaking, join in on what they're doing when they're the most happy vocally stimming um jumping up and down you know it, it, playing with something you know or touching or feeling something that's bringing them joy join in with them when i started mimicking rob's um verbal stims what i like to call happy noises mm -hmm. um he would give me direct eye contact and i would never get eye contact from Rob. When I started, you know, letting him know, hey, I see you, I hear you, um, and affirmed those sounds and validated that communication, I was like, oh my God, I just tapped in. And so I would just really give that piece of advice as well. Um, if you haven't tried to join in with what makes your child most happy, no matter what that looks like, try it. And then, you know, you'll see that engagement. Very good. That yeah, like it's it's you you go into their world. Like mm -hmm. you, you you meet them where they're at, I think is I always say, you know, if you want if you want them to join your world, you know, you have to go into theirs first. Mm -hmm. And then there's that beautiful, you know, bridge where you kind of meet in the middle and then you go back and forth. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then sometimes you, you know, meet in the middle again. But I think it's just like this this constant um, back and forth validating, you know, your child and and the way that they connect with themselves, mm -hmm. their environment and with others. I think it's very good advice. I, I really appreciate you guys sharing everything like that. It's it's I know it's emotional a lot of times, but I think it's so helpful for other parents to to hear from other moms or dads because it just it kind of like i think somebody mentioned it before like you just you just feel like it's going to be okay because you these people like they've they've been there and they they're okay so 
you know, it's, it's going to be okay. Just the journey might be a little bit different, but everything is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to have all the answers. Nope. Like Lauren and I don't know. We don't know anything but what we already know and just remain open to the journey and learn to pivot. There's going to be a lot of times where you, you know, (laughs) wake up and you're like, okay, that worked last week, but it's not working this week. Mm -hmm. And I love to just like visualize the friends episode with Ross. Up to steps. Pivot. Pivot. (laughs) Yeah. The couch. Yes. (laughs) That's my favorite like meme. But, um, you know, I think that's important too is like, we don't, we don't have all the answers, but we're just open to shifting and changing with our child. Mm-hmm. And and I'll just I'll just say this real quick, and then you guys, if you can remind everybody how they can find you. Um, I was talking to a mom on, on the show not too long ago, and she had mentioned that it, her way of finding, like her her path to finding like acceptance and all this stuff, was was recognizing that it wasn't her kid who needed to change. It was her that was changing. And I think that's part of that, that grieving process that it's, we have to adapt and we have to change in order to meet the needs. And I think it can sometimes just be hard Mm -hmm. to do that. Absolutely. I'm a completely different person than I was seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am a way better person. Mm-hmm. I'm a more patient person. I'm a more loving person. I'm a kinder person. I'm a way better person. Yeah. <laughs> I say that my son has changed me for the better, for the good, for everything. Like I love the person that he's made me. And I, I can't say that um, anything but him would have made me this way. Mm-hmm. I feel like they teach us more then we teach them a lot of times. Yeah, absolutely. And what you said about acceptance too, just really quick, I think also too, there may be a parent listening who they're, you know, I went through the acceptance, you know, of my son's autism, um, you know, when he was diagnosed. But then I feel like once they hit like a new age as well, like when he hit five, I I didn't know I was going to have to accept it all over again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I think I had this visual of like what could be at five years old. I had this number in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I saw that we weren't close to that, um, we went through another, you know, reacceptance process. And so I think that's important too, just to kind of leave, leave some people with who may be finding themselves going through that. Um, and it, it hits you out of nowhere. Yeah. Birthdays have always been one of the hardest for me um, because I'm, thinking about, oh, what should or could he be doing at this age that he's not? But then it's like, but think about all the things he is doing Mm -hmm. that he wasn't at the last birthday is kind of what I have to shift to because, you know, that's one of those things that you can really get stuck and it can be hard. But um, I also think, too, that the people that you surround yourself with is extremely important, um, you know, to, to have those support people and all of that, that really can make a difference too and pick you up whenever you are. Yeah. Your, your, uh, your village. Yes. It's really important. Really, really important. Hard to, hard to build. I think sometimes for families like ours, but Mm -hmm. I think it's, even more important. Even if it is a small village, just putting some people around you that, you know, support you and your um, your hopes and dreams for your child, that it's very important. And that can be a family member, but it can also just be a friend or someone you meet on Instagram. Or, I was going to say, it can yeah. also be this podcast. Like, I'm sure so many people come in and they're like, okay, I'm, 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 I need to hear from a boy Rob. <laughs> you know, this is a part, probably a part of a lot of people's village. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Yeah. No one's alone out there in this, even if you think that you are. Yeah. I promise you're not. We're all connected. You just don't realize the connections right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can people find you? Um, so for me, I am at Lauren S. Flack on Instagram, or it might just be easier to do at Channing's Joy. 
either way. Um, they can find me there and then channingsjoy.com. Okay. Yeah, I'm um, at peace, love, autism, peace, underscore, love, underscore, autism. Or you can also find me on uh, peaceloveautism.com. Okay. And I'll have all that in the show notes so people can just click on it cool. and go find you guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I know yeah. like you got your stuff going on out there, but uh, thank you for taking the time to to share as openly as you did. I appreciate it. Well, we we have been wanting to pod crash yeah, <laughs> all conference long. So thank you for inviting us and letting us, you know, come hang out with you and share and overshare. Yeah. <laughs> cry. Cry. Gosh. Okay. It's, it's helping somebody somewhere. So, you know, purpose. I always say it's like a purpose to the pain oh, is, is kind of what I've mm-hmm. looked at this stuff as. Like I, it's not always been easy. And it's been painful and heartbreaking sometimes, but like doing this kind of stuff, like you mentioned, it like gives you that purpose above and beyond. Like being your kid's parent is, is like a big enough deal, but like being able to do something beyond that and make something positive come out of all the struggle and all the challenges is, uh, I think that's sort of where the therapy is mm-hmm. for me. So that's absolutely what the Change Joy Foundation has become for me and i also wanted to mention if anybody wants to apply for funds from oh, the changing yeah. joy foundation they can do so there's a link in my bio on um, instagram and i'm working on getting the link on the website too but it's probably easier to just do it from instagram but i don't like require a lot of hoops to jump through no additional evaluations because we're all sick of those yeah. um more just chatting and um, figuring out why you need the funds and what the funds would go towards and a little bit about your child or um, it might not even be a child. It might be an adult. Um, but I just want to be able to help as many families as I can so they okay. can feel free to apply. So then we'll, we'll make sure to have contact information for both of you so that people want to uh, apply or maybe they know somebody who would benefit mm-hmm. from that. Yeah. I think a lot of times people who need it sometimes needs someone else to mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. that conversation. So we'll make sure that we get, we get that out there. So yep. I, I really appreciate it. It's awesome what you guys are doing. Thank you. We Very think, nice. we think you're awesome. You're the autism dad. Well, <laughs> autism dad. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, there's so many autism moms now. We got that. Autism we need, dad. Yeah. We need, we need, you know, voices like yours. And so we're excited to be a new connection and um, friend. And once you're friends with Lauren and I, <laughs> <laughs> you locked in life. <laughs> it's like the Hotel California. Yeah. You can't ever leave. We won't let you go. We won't let you go. <laughs> well, thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. Real quick, before I let you go, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I, I really appreciate it. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and it has a positive impact on your life because that's what I'm aiming for here. As a reminder, you can visit listen.theautismdent.com. You can learn about me and anything related to the show. You can subscribe on any one of your favorite podcast listening apps so you never miss a new episode. And please take a moment and rate us on Apple Podcasts. There'll be a link in the show notes below for you just to click. It'll take you right there. It takes like 30 seconds and it makes a big difference. So it's a great way to support the show and uh, help keep the wheels turning. So have a great week and we'll talk soon.